I'm Shannon. And I am Rami, and this is a Workplace Side Hug. Side Hugs are short, sweet, and to the point mini episodes where we give you quick advice or workplace hacks to get you what you need, hopefully right when you need it. No matter what kind of hug we're giving you, the goal is always the same. Help us all build our workplace toolkit with a whole lot of empathy without a whole new degree. This week... Shannon, we're talking about something that neither of us struggle with. So the episode <laughs> itself, I think, is going to be what we struggle with, which is being heard and how to not be invisible at work. Yeah. So I bring this one forward because it's come up in a lot of client conversations recently. I think if you're familiar with the Enneagram, I'm sorry if I reference it all the time, listeners. You probably should just take the test already and figure out your type. Uh, but if you're an Enneagram 9, Enneagram 9s are peacemakers, you know? And I see this a lot in Enneagram 9s where we're just like struggling with feeling like we're invisible. I say we and I'm not. I'm an Enneagram 3, but I can relate to this because my husband is an Enneagram 9 peacemaker. And I think, yeah, you can struggle sometimes to feel like you're not being heard or like you're just like blending in to the wallpaper behind you. So it felt important for us to do our best to talk about, even though neither <laughs> Rami or I have ever felt invisible at work. So maybe we will have some genius tips of like, how do we make ourselves so damn big then? <laughs> yeah, what are what are our tips for being as yeah. bodacious? So Rami, what's your first tip for being bodacious and not invisible at work? So it, it, it's, how, how do I summarize it? Like find your, your thing because... It used to be, it used to be, and maybe it still is. It used to be that you could be known for your lemon bars. Like Rami makes those lemon bars. We all love Rami because every time, like once a month, he brings in lemon bars or, you know, Mike, he he brings donuts every Friday. We like that Mike guy because he brings in donuts every Friday. Mm -hmm. And I don't actually think there's a problem with that. I think everybody wants to be, there's a episode of How I Met Your Mother, which is a TV show that I really like that is like the guy and it was like there was this guy who would do these things there was this guy who would do these things the the character from the show ended up being like the sports guy so he was running like 10 different like uh fantasy football leagues and like dealing with all these things because he like wanted a niche yeah. um and i don't think i think if you're a more quiet person like finding a niche like that isn't isn't a bad thing because it's at least getting you to interact with a lot more people. And I think it's in those, those moments where you get to really know others when you're not talking about work things. Mm. And so if that's the way that you develop that network, I, I don't have any issues with that. Okay. I like that. So more of a, a whole person approach. How yes. do you let a part of who you are as a whole person come through so you're less invisible in that sense? People know you for something that might not be related to your work, but your lemon bars. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think that's what people do because people do that whole 30. I think this is what it is, right? It's like picking a thing and then showing it to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Or not. I don't know what the whole 30 is, but. Is it whole no, 30? Like, like, I don't know what you're. Uh, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, so my first tip is what what do you actually want to be known for and how do you want people to experience you? So like literally right now, take a minute, pause, think about that. It's possible that you want to be known as a peacemaker, as an example, and maybe you're just never going to be that boisterous like disruptor 
um, that you might see around you. And your perception might be that you're invisible because they do that and you do you. But like at the end of the day, don't you want to do you, you know? So like, yeah. Do you like if you want to be known as a peacemaker, as somebody that can draw people together, as somebody that can be a collaborator? Wonderful permission to own that in you. Um, And then second to again, like think about that, how you want people to experience you. So I think a lot of and I say this a little bit poking fun at myself, right, because I'm I can be a pretty uh, boisterous person in work environments. I'm not shy. I'm not always subtle. (laughs) Uh, And I'm certainly not invisible. And I think we can, people can get jealous of that or frustrated by that. But like, there are things, there are gifts that I can't bring. There are things that I can't do that other people can because they take more of a softer, nuanced approach sometimes. So owning that, if that is what you want to be known for. Well, and I think consistently doing it, right? Like if you are going to be the peacemaker and you're consistently the peacemaker, then people go, yeah, I've seen, I've seen her. She's the peacemaker, right? Like she comes in and helps like mitigate situations and, and you will get known for that thing. And then people will want to bring you in when they need a person like that. And so I think it's being consistent and true to yourself will, will make you more seen. Yeah. Yeah. Rami, what's your next tip? I think for people who struggle to to speak up in meetings, again, I don't have this issue, but I've had I've had partners and peers of mine who struggle with this. And so when they've said like, hey, Rami, like, I don't know how to I don't know how to like say things in the meeting. Like, I don't know when the right time is or whatever it is. And so what I've what I've done with them is is tried to pull them into the conversation knowing that they want to be pulled into the conversation Mm. and so sometimes it's okay we're talking about that subject before we have the meeting you had a great idea so what am i going to do i'm going to pull you to give that great idea by just saying oh yeah shannon you and i were talking about that the other day what was that great thing that you had said about it Mm. To, to then give you the opportunity to speak right okay rami can i tell a story on this Please. Because I think this is such a great thing. And maybe if you're a listener and you're listening to this episode and you're like, yeah, I have zero problems <laughs> being seen at work. How can you think about like the role that you might play in helping create moments of visibility for other people that might struggle with it more? When I uh, was at Target, I, gosh, this just like sticks out to me so vividly because it was such an example of a different kind of leadership than I'd ever seen before. I was presenting to the CEO uh, and his leadership team at the time. And there was a moment where the CEO of freaking Target Corporation paused and said, I, I forget what her name was, but said like, Jean, was there something you wanted to say here? Was there something you were trying to say? I think you had a, a point to make, a great point, you know? And like created that spaciousness for her to be able to take up space at that table. And Again, like if you're a leader and you're listening to this episode, or if you are uh, more of a boisterous person listening to this episode, like how do you develop some emotional agility or mindfulness around that to leave some space for those that might be more uh, quiet at the table, but maybe doing it with permission, because I think a lot of people too can feel like they're getting put on the spot. So I'm not sure if Brian and Jane had had a conversation before then. And that's just like their little top secret way of making sure that she's got space. But whatever it is, 
making that a possibility for people. Yeah, I like how much more articulate that is. Uh, I want to jump back into something here, which is a new revelation for me. Uh, you presented to the CEO, Shannon. Yeah. Didn't you know that? Because no. that was also my come to Jesus moment where I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> So at the same meeting, I had a really great leadership learning lesson. And also, I was like, wow, I should be a lot happier. I should be a lot more excited that I have this really cool opportunity to present to to the CEO and his leadership team and all these cool people. And I was like, this doesn't actually feel as special as it should if I was really excited about what I'm doing anymore. So I'm not going to do this anymore. (laughs) Um, But still, that's very cool. Yeah. I can't believe we haven't talked about that. Uh, Okay. Well, moving forward then, <laughs> next tip, dare to claim, is my tip. So dare to claim your uniqueness. This is a little bit related to what I already shared, uh, but it's a big thing that I see in clients. So th- uh, as an example, I think for me, where I dared to claim my uniqueness in my career at Target was in being known as a turnaround queen. You know, like I, I was a fixer. I was a cleaner upper. I liked to get my hands in messy businesses, in messy teams, in dramatic situations, if you will. Shocking not to the people who know me. (laughs) And I developed that unique uh, reputation or skill set of like, Shannon is a person who comes up and cleans up situations. I was not a sustainer on the flip side, right? Like I did not like to sustain broken businesses once I fixed them. That was really boring and not fun for me. So how can you dare to own whatever you are uniquely good at and gifted at and what your skills are instead of trying to fit in, right? Because when you try to fit in, I think that's when we become invisible. That's when you become the wallflower and people like don't really know what makes you special or where you have a unique set of strengths that others don't bring to the table. So keep that in mind. Uh, my uniqueness, Shannon, has always been that I wear very bright clothing uh, and Hawaiian shirts. And that doesn't benefit me in any way apart from people like seeing me because my pants are glowing. Uh, okay, so like this is Rami being modest <laughs> and funny, which I appreciate. I think your uniqueness in your skill set is that in a word, like the first word that comes to mind is that you're an innovator. Like you, you push agenda, you push the edges and you push agendas forward uh, in spaces or directions that I think some people wouldn't be comfortable going in. And maybe you demonstrate that through your Hawaiian shirt aesthetic. <laughs> All right, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. He's being modest is my point. Okay, so to wrap us up here a little bit, our top four tips for how to be heard and not be so invisible at work. First, Find your moments of uniqueness, uh, maybe in like what you like to do or who you are outside of work. So it could be the lemon bars, as an example. Second tip, thinking about what you want to be known for and how you want people to experience you and being okay if that's not going to be the most loud, boisterous person in the room. Maybe you are the peacemaker. Maybe you are the collaborator. Tip three, perhaps it's an opportunity for you to take a partner to help pull you or push you into the table in group settings to get that visibility moment. So asking for support or help to get some space carved out for you. Last one is daring to claim your uniqueness. Are you the innovator? Are you the fixer? Are you the creative? Whatever you are, claim that part of you, own that loudly and proudly so that people can see what truly makes you 
Uh, what's the opposite of invisible? What makes you not invisible, right? Because otherwise you're just like... Visible. Okay, last thing here. There's a book, maybe you've read it, a children's book about invisibility cloaks, you know? And have you ever noticed that in those books, the way that they show invisibility is by having them camouflage into the background. They draw the outline of the object and then they like yep. show it. Is this making sense? Tell me if it's not. Yes. Really. Okay. No, yeah. So I really would encourage people to think about that. Like, where are you trying to camouflage yourself in? And how can you dare to actually like take off the cloak and let yourself be seen for who and what you are? I like that. I like that a lot. So with that, we'd love to know what pieces of advice you have for being heard, how to not be invisible at work. So connect with us on Instagram at Workplace Hugs. With that, I've been Rami. And I've been Shannon. And this was a Workplace Side Hug. (laughs) 